Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery mobile game that puts your detective skills to the test. Embark on a journey into a gripping narrative where intrigue, secrets, and unexpected twists await at every turn. Play as June Parker and investigate beautifully detailed scenes of the 1920s whilst uncovering the mystery of her sister's murder. Rediscover the magic of June's childhood as you roam the vast estate filled with secrets and memories waiting to be uncovered. Gather compelling evidence and decipher clues, immersing yourself in a captivating world of discovery that will keep you hooked until the very end. Compete with friends and other players to see who can solve cases the fastest or achieve the highest scores. Are you ready to jump back in time, detectives? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Discover the secrets of the past. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I enjoy hearing you every morning. Your mom is so fat, when she wears heels, she strikes oil. (laughs) (laughs) Them hogs, man. Them hogs can't do no wrong, fella. Have you ever slapped a bag, Tommy? Chuck, I had six friends in my main friend group made the trip. And, man, I I, I couldn't even believe how many Arkansas fans were in the home of the Arch this weekend to watch the St. Louis Cardinals down the New York Yankees. I'll tell you, it was kind of like going to Destin in the summer. I mean, you know, if you hadn't seen somebody for about, you know, two or three years, chances are you're going to run into them at the Cardinal game over the weekend. It was really, um, I mean, you could tell a lot of Razorback fans – we're proud to be Razorbacks, even at Bush Stadium. I saw a lot of Razorback hats, uh, a lot of Razorback T-shirts with a Cardinal hat on. Um, you know, it was a uh, it was a great weekend, and the Yankees are, you know, they're the you know I, I hesitate to say they're the nation's team, but they are a national team, and it's the first time I'd ever been to Bush Stadium when there were as many opposing fans as there were. This weekend, I was there the night in 2004 when the Red Sox won their first World Series in forever. There were a lot of Red Sox fans there that night, but it wasn't like this weekend. I mean, there were there were vocal Yankee fans in every section. It was fun. Uh, of course, Cardinals won too, so that uh, <laughs> that made it even better. But it was a uh, it was a fun weekend, and I know everybody that went will remember it for a long time. Chuck, where do Yankees fans rank on kind of the most obnoxious, annoying? I know every Arkansas fan listening has their least favorite fan that they encounter 
during SEC games. Baseball's up there as well. What do Yankees fans rank on that spectrum? You know, the thing that I noticed this weekend, and, um, you know, again, there were a lot of them there, but most of them, I, I suspect, were not from New York. But when the game is going on, it's like they feel obligated to act like the most obnoxious Yankee fan that ever lived. Now, between innings, it's almost like us being on the air and off the air. Um, You know, between innings, I had a group of four sitting behind me. They were just normal kids. But when the game resumed, it was like, I've got to be obnoxious Yankee fan. And so uh, they all played their roles pretty well, but they didn't have as much to cheer about. But I'm going to tell you something, guys. Aaron Judge, um, you remember in Little League, you know, the, the age limit would be like 12, but there was always a kid out there that you knew was like 14 or 15. You know, he was just bigger than everybody else. You knew that if they really got into his birth certificate, he was too old to play. <laughs> That's what Judge looks like out there with big leaguers. I mean, he looks like the 14-year-old playing in Little League that you know is over age. Yeah. He's just a man with boys. 6'7", Tommy. Mm. You are talking about their fan base. They, they kind of remind me, Chuck, of like, like a Notre Dame or a Texas Maybe even Alabama's getting at a level where they're they're under the rocks. They're in the woodwork everywhere, and it does. That's why the Yankees are a sellout. I saw where that was the largest crowd to ever attend a game at the New Bush Stadium. Wow. What forty nine thousand eight twenty one was one of the three games this weekend. I mean, Chuck, that says a lot when you've had World Series in that stadium. You've had lots of NLCS games and you know other opening round postseason games. The Yankees come to town, it's kind of like when Notre Dame comes to town, and that's going to happen in 25 here, or when Texas comes to town. They, they kind of have that draw, that following. There are Yankee fans everywhere, unfortunately. You know, most of the time when a baseball schedule comes out, like when the Cardinals schedule, if you're a Rangers fan or Royals fan, whatever, you check the schedule. Eh, I might go to that one later on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check back in July if I'm going to go in August or something like that. When the schedule came out last winter, um, I think a lot of Cardinal fans had this weekend circled. I mean, the Yankees don't come to St. Louis very often. And, and so I think these tickets were bought well in advance. I think hotel reservations were made three, four months in advance. And I don't think that happens very often. Hmm. So I, it, was a, it was a full city, I'll tell you that. When you plan out games to go to, Tommy, and you get that, if the schedule comes out, is there ever a time that you, because concerts is different from you. If you hear a certain, you're going to that concert and you plan it out, if you have a certain game that you want to go to, do you, as soon as that schedule comes out, do you ball, Do you book a hotel? Do you book a flight? How, yeah. how quickly do you try and do something? I, I always like assume if I get in early, I get a better deal. I don't think that's always true. But, but yeah, I think this is, uh, is kind of like Garth coming to Fayetteville. If you wanted a hotel room anywhere in Northwest Arkansas, you better have moved early on that. I, th- I think the Yankees going to St. Louis. I think it's going to be much the same when, no- much like when Texas was here, Chuck, last fall, or when Notre Dame's coming in twenty five. It, it's kind of one of those kind of deals when you have, you know, as close to a sellout as we've seen in in Fayetteville. I don't think there's any doubt. And you know, when Notre Dame comes in, uh, it'll be that way. I think it's that way when Notre Dame goes anywhere. Um, you know, one of the things about, you know, when they started playing that semi-ACC football schedule, their fans experienced it in that league. I mean, they went places that they'd never gone before. Uh, fan bases, you know, went and saw Notre Dame play. I was looking forward to going to South Bend. I mean, I wanted to make that trip. I was looking forward to it. I'm sorry it didn't happen. But, 
Yeah, I mean, they carry the same kind of cachet, no doubt about it. So on the subject of st- scheduling, let's stay there for a second. Well, let's transition. Let's go south and let's go to Fayetteville. You've got seven home games for the first time ever in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium history. And they're big-time games. You've got LSU, Ole Miss, and, of course, the Titan Alabama coming to town. Alabama's in that Texas and Notre Dame category. When they walk into town with Nick Saban, it's a big deal. And people plan their weekends, their schedules around it. I know for Texas fans getting to host Alabama week two, that's a massive deal for their program. We'll see if it's actually a game between Quinn Ewers and Bryce Young. But when you think about this year, let's just be honest. The Texas game last year, even though technically it was a sellout, that wasn't a sellout. Y'all know it in your heart of hearts. And it was a great atmosphere. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I can't deny that. I was there in person. Unbelievable. Texas didn't know what hit them from the jump. But when you think about a sellout now inside of Razorback Stadium, it's 80000 You've got the standing room to be able to do so. You can pack that thing out. And we always make the Garth Brooks joke, hey, will they ever have 80000 like they did at Garth? And I think if you want to talk about an actual all the way, you can't fit another body inside that stadium. Guys, the only way I see that happening is they've started out 4-0 in that Alabama game in week number five, which will be, let's go over the the resume real quick. That will be a top, at the very least, I would say 10, probably more along the lines of a top seven matchup. You've got the Heisman Trophy winner coming in who's trying to do it for a second consecutive year, the greatest football coach of all time. Game day will be there, which it has the longest drought since 06 of any SEC team, hadn't been there since Tennessee. The extracurricular stuff is there for the taking. It's just a matter of, hey, what else is happening that week? What what, what other events are going on? And I think a lot of people would put that in priority above anything else. To me, to have a hard sellout in a stadium with Arkansas's fan base and the size of our state and all these, you've got to have a great opponent like you've talked about, but you've got to have a traveling fan base too. I mean, you get 7,500 tickets, isn't it right, Chuck, that the, the visitors get. You got to have those guys eat up a bunch of those tickets, um, and or I, or you've got to buy them when they turn them back. Right, and you know, to me that that's always the ingredient or, or the the one thing that leaves you know, a little bit short. You mean talk about the Texas game? I think it was the ninth largest crowd in stadium history. I mean, mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't even close to to, to the all time largest crowd. And you know, you can question some of the counts in the past, Chuck. But you know, you've got to have an opponent. You've got to have that four zero. But you got to have some excitement around your team. And if what Ty's saying, they're a top-10 team, and they're two, two 4-0 teams, I think that could be the largest crowd to ever be at a game at Razorback Stadium. It's possible. I mean, if everybody's undefeated when you get there, and there's, uh, you know, there's, the, there's the feeling that you might win. There's the feeling that if you go, you may see something that you're going to be talking about with your grandkids someday. You may be talking about, you know, the fact that I was there the day they beat Alabama. Um, those are the kinds of games that I think give you a chance to really fill it up. It is hard to fill up a stadium now. And it's not just here. I mean, you know, um, I've been to lots of games in, you know, when we've played in Tuscaloosa. And um, I've never seen Bryant-Denny Stadium completely full. I'm sure it has been. Um, the only stadium that I've ever seen that I really thought was full was LSU Stadium. You know, as far as playing on the road, I mean full packed house, and that's been a few years back. But um, it's hard to do. Even Nebraska, 
that uh, sold out all those games uh, has a hard time filling up their stadium now. And obviously wins and losses have something to do with it. But also think, too, and, and, and schools do this, and you guys I know understand this, but you may not have the hardest of hard sellouts, but you're going to have more eyeballs watching your team play than you ever, ever have before because there are so many ways mm-hmm. – to do that now. So point. even though last year, for example, when Arkansas beat Texas, it might have only been the lar- ninth largest crowd in the history of that stadium, but I'd be hard-pressed to make an argument that there was a different Razorback game that was more watched. And by that, I mean all the eyeballs through all the different platforms that, uh, that watched it. Now, you know, there was always the debate back in the day when we talked about Little Rock and Fayetteville. Can Fayetteville fill up the stadium? Now, we've seen Little Rock can't, you know, regardless of the opponent. It doesn't matter who's in Little Rock. They're not going to fill it up. Um, It's hard to do. You've got a better chance, I think, as crazy as it sounds, you've got a better chance of filling up a 75,000-seat stadium than you do a 55,000-seat stadium. That sounds crazy, but it's true. Um... I do think that Alabama game, though, you're right. If both teams get there and they're undefeated and they're both, you know, in the top ten, Alabama will probably be number one. Um, yeah, you got a chance to have the biggest crowd ever. I do know this. Um, I've heard that stadium noisy, but when Ronnie Wingo scored against him back when Petrino was a coach, that's the loudest, I, that's the loudest I've ever heard a Razorback stadium. What about the November games? I always make the case that uh... – that hunting season just eats into your crowd. I, we know how big deer hunting is in this state. November 12th, you got LSU. November 19th is Ole Miss. Chuck, unless you're undefeated, I always think the November games are hard to to have a hard sell. We're not talking about selling all the tickets. We're talking about, uh, you know, two cheeks in every seat. It, that's hard to do, I think, in November when uh, when deer season opens. Well, it's hard when you got a bad non-conference opponent, and that's something they've, uh, you know, been able to avoid, I guess, this year. But... Um, hunting season has something to do with it, but you know, not everybody in Arkansas hunts. I mean, <laughs> I know it seems that way some, some, sometimes, but not everybody in Arkansas hunts. But I, I do think that it has an effect on the crowd. Um, hey, I always say this, and anybody that's ever worked with me knows this. I've said in the booth every year, uh, particularly if we play a day game, one of those morning games on the opening day of deer season, biggest radio crowd of the year. Absolutely. Biggest radio audience of the year. Don't screw it up today, guys. <laughs> to that point, Tommy, could this be a year based on the home schedule and based on what we think this team could be where you have the avid hunters say, you know what, as much as – and I'm not talking about opening week. I'm not talking about opening weekend because that's a different that's a different ritual. And I – you and I have friends, and Chuck, you probably as well, that will not miss that mm-hmm. day. As long as they are upright and standing, and for some of them, even when they're disabled, they're going to do everything they can to get up in that deer stand. But is this a day where other deer hunting weekends, they say, you know what? As much as I want to go, or I'll go Friday night, and I usually go Friday and Saturday. Or I say Friday night, sorry, Sunday morning, Saturday morning. But they say, you know what? I'm not going this time because it's that important of a game. It's going to be that good of a football team that I can't miss out on watching these guys live. Well, hey, I, I know guys that leave deer camp to come to the game mm-hmm. and go right back to exactly. deer camp as soon as the game's over. If it's a big enough game, they'll do that. Yeah, and the other thing is, if even if you said, I'm staying at deer camp because I'm going to listen to Chuck on the radio, 
Yeah, well, you, that's understandable. And, and, and you can understand that. why why people would want to do that. Um, <laughs> there's going to be someone to take their place. If you're nine and zero, if you catch lightning in a bottle, then you're nine and zero at that point. Going into those last three games, or you're even eight and one. Even if you're going to stay at Deer Camp, and you know, what you should do is listen to Chuck on the radio. You're, you're still you're, somebody's going to be lined up to buy that seat, and probably not just give it to him, Chuck. We're in a day, you know, people pay you for those seats. Probably would. I mean, look, there are some times when, uh, and, and people know this, I do it, lots of people do it. You, you get down to the nitty-gritty and, you know, you give them away. Happy for somebody to go. I'm always happy to give tickets away. Happy for people to get to go. But, yeah, that's a game where you might say, well, I'm at least need you, you know, I'm going to need you to pay face value for it at least. Trying to get some of my foundation money back. So exactly <laughs> let's just right. work that into the subject now, somewhere. Did you just hear what Chuck said? Uh, it sounds like Chuck has free tickets to give away, Thomas. Because no, people are, I don't no, think I that's exactly I, I didn't say what anything about that. That, that. That's not exactly what I said. People, Chuck, for He's happy for people to go. There. I, I was speaking generally is what I was saying. <laughs> Golly. The macro statement. Hey, you know, it's crazy. Very broad brush. Yeah. I, I remember, I think it was it was either Bart or Bo told me when I first started doing this, I was like, you're going to have people hit you up for tickets just because they think you have an unlimited access yeah. we to them. tickets. Well, they think if you live in Fayetteville, people just come up to you and say, hey, how about some free tickets to the game this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Can we, can we get them somewhere between the 40s? 40s. That'd be great. <laughs> Lower level, about 25 I, rows yeah. up. That's my thing. Awesome. That's when you say, I got a couple of tickets. They, well, where are they? Where are the seats? <laughs> well, they're in the stadium. <laughs> West Fork. They're near West Fork. Take they're inside the stadium, I can, which is where you were not going to be, minus these tickets. No. <laughs> well, you know, I got that arthritis in the knee yeah, and, you know, getting right. up them ramps yeah. to the upper deck. Well, then just, you stay uh, home and watch it on TV and listen <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> hey, one thing you could do is get into your spa from Burton Pools and Spas if that knee's bothering you. And right now, the inventory reduction sale is underway you need a pool I, I went out for a little walk it was hot this weekend i jumped right in the pool man you talk about feeling good and right now up to seven thousand dollars off on fiberglass in-ground pools for just a while longer plus you get the free salt generator or two ledge loungers if i have my choice those ledge loungers sound nice but that salt generator makes taking care of that pool easy i mean just almost uh you know, almost set it and forget it so Hurry in to Burton Pools and Spas. This sale won't last much longer. The inventory reduction sale. Fiberglass in-ground pools up to $7,000 off. Burton Pools and Spas, Springdale and in Fort Smith and online at burtonpools.com. Talking about the deer stand, Dennis in Springdale texting. He said he drove in from the deer woods and watched Clint Sterner beat Tennessee in 99, watched the goalpost come down, and then he went back into the deer woods. Hey, and he wasn't the only one. No. Nope. He was. Hey. Guys, we got people in our radio booth. <laughs> Lee Francis is our engineer. I don't know if there's anybody out there that wants to shoot a deer more than he does. And, um, I mean, he comes from the deer woods and goes back to the deer woods. And and he's not the only one. Dennis is not the only one. Lots of people do that. It's a, it's definitely a tradition in our state. It's passed along generation by generation. I'll tell you what else is a tradition here on the Morning Rush is Eddie in Clarksville. He's phoned in this morning to get us fired up. Eddie. I don't know if tradition's the right word, but I hear you. 26 days out from Arkansas football. What are you thinking this morning? Oh, I'll tell you what I'm feeling this morning, sir. As I told this to Mr. Phil Elson yesterday, uh, last week on halftime, you know, I was in the store the other day. A fan stopped me. She said, they asked me how I'm feeling about the season. Well, I'm fixing to describe it just briefly, really quick. It feels like Christmas to me. I'm not saying Coach Pittman is going to be wearing a red suit, a white beard, but I'm telling you this, it kind of feels 
absolutely right. This team is going to be poised to beat the best football program in America come October 1st. Can you imagine that game? I wish they put a bell out in the courtyard and let me ring it. Because the bell means we're fixing to get it on in Fayetteville. Our program has come far. And we're going to have an opportunity. Listen to this. An opportunity to beat the best football program in America in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And I'm not the only one believing this. I watched SEC now. They got me fired up. Lord, Gary. And Stitchcom said this. Our Matt said this. 88% chance if Alabama loses anywhere this season, it's going to be in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And you better believe that. Because we got the quarterback, we got the coaching staff, and we got the players. They're going to be elves out on that playing field that day, and they're going to deliver our fair place a great win. I really believe that. And this game's got the feel when you talk about maybe being a sellout. I believe it will be because we're going to be 4-0 with the best football program. If this don't put a little sweetener in your coffee this morning, when they come to fame, can you imagine? This game has the feel. I'm in about it. I've dreamed about it. Uh a game of this magnitude is fixing to take place. Uh, you talk about the big shootout. That was before my time. And I've been waiting patiently aboard the Hawk train since I was seven years old for a game of this magnitude. And it's coming. Christmas is coming early, fan base. So get ready. And let's get the fan bill. And when you talk about an environment like we went into last year in Athens, can you imagine? The bells are ringing. The recipe is baking, and I'm getting ready. Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. You got it, Eddie. Now, Chuck, you mentioned it earlier, and I and I, you honestly just verified what everyone else has said at that point. The Ronnie Wingo wheel route, it's the loudest that place has ever been. Clay brought this up a month or two ago. We still haven't seen Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium at its max since it's been renovated, right, Tommy? I mean, that's kind of the deal. Like we we always talk about Bud Walton. Had a, I mean, there's, top, there's not been a game to to justify yeah, that kind of crowd. Bud Walton, top three venue in all of college basketball. Baum Walker, top three venue in all of college baseball. Some would argue it's number one. I'm not really going to push back on that. Chuck, we've never seen it at its maximum height outside for a, a little concert. Basically, that's it. Well, I mean, you know, again, it's uh, it's tough to fill up every seat. It's it's. I mean, and look, there are economic realities too. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I've 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 never liked hearing media people chastise fans for not filling up the stadium because they don't have to pay for the tickets. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're working. I'm not saying they should, but it's easy to say everybody needs to go when you're not the one forking over the tickets and mm-hmm. the seats that are usually empty. Those indoor clubs. Hey, those aren't cheap. Nope. Um, those are not cheap. And and unless you are one of those with money to burn, lots of times you got to make a real hard budgetary decision from a personal perspective, and I respect that. Now, guys, I want to say this. We're sounding almost like it's Alabama week. We're a long way from Alabama week. First off, Alabama's got a way of ruining all your plans. I've been there too many times when everybody was fired up and – Smoke draw, 80 yards, boom, it's over. Sean um, Williams. You know, that's uh, um, I've seen Alabama do that many, many times. 
you better beat Cincinnati. You guys are going to be tired of hearing me say that. I hate to sound like Clay, but you better <laughs> beat Cincinnati because if you don't beat Cincinnati, I promise you, Alabama won't be full. I would say that's a fair, a fair, a fair assessment. And again, twenty six days out. The good thing is Cincinnati lost what six, seven guys to the. But NFL. guys, people in our league lose players every year, and we don't talk about how they're not going to be any good because they're having to replace six starters. Happens all the time in college football. That's fair. And Luke Fickle is going to want to do something and try and prove himself as they walk into an SEC stadium. I don't know if they've done that before in his tenure to this point. Well, let's not forget, that. like. Traylon Burks isn't going to be there. Like Grant Morgan isn't going to be there. Like Myron Cunningham, he's not That's on the team. That's just part of college yeah. ball. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, 50. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, 5-0. Bet Online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Now he does a tightrope act. Boy, Houdini's in the house. We're number three, and nobody's home to watch that house. Touchdown, Hogs! Holy Hogs! So Arkansas is the only FBS team to have all 12 scheduled games against teams who competed in postseason in 2021. So I guess Missouri State's an FCS team, right, Tommy? So they played whatever the FCS stuff is. They, they, they were the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, they were playoffs. They were the playoffs. Bobby Petrino typically uh, knows how to win football games regardless of classification or level. And I, I don't know all the numbers, Chuck, you may, uh, how many teams are in FCS, but I know there's only is it 16 or 32 playoff spots. I mean, it's, you Pretty much I have to win your honest, conference. I don't know. I don't know I either. But be honest, but I know they don't just pass them out. Right. And I, mean, I know that they had not had that kind of success up there before this, and it was a pretty big deal within Springfield proper. Yeah. You know, not really outside there, but within Springfield, it was a pretty big deal. There you go. He knows the one football games. I saw this. Uh, this was kind of kind of turned my uh, caught my attention. Felipe Franks is playing a little tight end for the Falcons in training camp and. He's uh he's looking pretty good doing that. Big body guy. All. Six seven. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how fast Felipe runs the forty in, but he's apparently like the second team tied in right now behind Kyle Pitts. Kind of transition. He's a football player. He's a football player, and I think that that's the thing that we saw when he was here. He's a ball player, and ball players, you know, if their physical size in football allows them to play there, ball player is going to figure it out. And uh, I think that's what Felipe is. I don't know if he'll stick, but here's the deal. He's obviously made an impression on them. They want to keep him. They want him to be part of their team because not only are they, you know, they're not just, a lot of times if you're a, you know, if you're an undrafted quarterback, you're not cutting it. I mean, 
you know, you're out of there in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. But they want him to be part of their team. They're trying to find a spot for him, and that speaks a lot, I think, to the kind of guy he is. You don't want to be that guy in hard knocks who gets the call to bring your books and all your things to the facility the coach wants to see you. That, well, yeah, like, You don't hey, want to be that guy. Hey, number 11, <laughs> coach wants to see you in the office. He doesn't know your name, but number 11, come on yeah. in there. And bring you your playbook. Today. Yeah. yeah, bring your playbook and all your stuff. Yeah. All your stuff. Bring your laptop, your tablet. You know? Yeah, that's uh, that's. But they like him, and that tells you that he's a good influence and a good ball player, and they they want to find a spot for him. You wanted a cliche? He's a locker room guy. There's your cliche. <laughs> There's another fall. Well, he's camp. a football player. Yeah, he's a, a football player. He's a ball player. Yeah, that's a that's another one too. We were talking about fall camp cliches earlier. <laughs> They'll. Uh, Definitely going to get used Locker this week. Guy. Locker room guy. <laughs> uh, basketball team plays their first game tomorrow. Now, there, I think we're in Valencia. You say with confidence? I think that's where they... <laughs> I had they, my uh, foreign tour schedule here somewhere, but they left on Saturday, so they're them. there and probably eating some a, a finer pasta dish than we've ever had. Yeah, I hope all those guys have fun. I didn't know Toledo... Is it Toledo, Italy? Is that how you say it? It's spelled like Toledo, Ohio. It could be. You know, there's a lot of towns that we have here, a lot of big cities that we have here that there, there's a, uh, a counterpart to it overseas. So, I mean, that I'll makes bet sense. It's pronounced a little bit differently than Toledo. I would, yeah. I would guess. But so I don't know. You know, I don't know. And I haven't seen Muskogee show up over there, but, you know, maybe we will. <laughs> All right. Between the four games, over under how many times Flow Sports messes up or glitches? <laughs> oh, God. Plus or minus uh, 10. Over. <laughs> Over. 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 <laughs> oh. Over. Man. It's is flow sports or dial up internet does it have more issues and <laughs> take more time? It might be flow sports. And I hated dial up internet back in the day. Earthlink. Earthlink. Jimmy, all that, Earthlink all that stuff. And listen, credit to the U of A for getting this done. Uh, you know who honestly it's it's Birmingham's fault because they didn't put you on the SEC network. That's the issue. You could say, well, Flow Sports is going to have issues. You should be on the SEC network or ESPN. I don't really care. See, I don't this know is, what all goes into being able to do that. I mean, they were in Israel and the Bahamas. I don't know if it's... This is a money grab, yeah. guys. This is a twenty nine ninety five money grab. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, I don't, know what go, I don't know what the SEC network would have needed to do it. I mean, it's not cheap as, you know... Chuck's here with us. He's not in Italy. Yeah. You know, there's a reason because the, the price tag, I'm sure, to, to go over there wasn't cheap. Probably 10 grand ahead. Well, you you got to send a lot of people over there to, to, to uh, televise. Yeah, I'm going to guess that's about what it'd be to go over there. I, bet I don't know the- how they're going to do this, guys. And, and, and again, my, this is not going to be cameraed up like a normal TV game. There's no way it can be cameraed up. It's going to look like, like a coach's a film. High school. This is this is this is going to be a stream. It's going to be rudimentary. And um, I, now, look, I know Brett and Matt are going to do a great job calling what they see. I I, I don't have any doubt about that. I, and I'd be a little bit worried about what they see no. <laughs> in terms of if I was Brett and Matt, I'd be worried about whether or not I'd be able to see everything. And I'm sure they are. But I don't. This, this is not going to be an ESPN deal. This isn't going to be let's. Let's take a look at the replay there, and and uh, well, there's there's the angle we need. Yeah, it isn't going to be like that. It wouldn't surprise me if this is just one big wide shot. See, this is your kind of deal because the refs won't be going to the monitor. I mean, you're gonna no. you you I would love that. to broadcast I these games. That. There'd be very few trips to the monitor. That. I hate that. <laughs> now, one of these days on your whatever you guys call it on the days when you're mad, yeah, um, there's going to be a point. There's going to be a point this season where I'm going to go off on that because uh, you get uh, mad at officiating. That doesn't sound like no, 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 no. I'm not talking about mad at the calls. I'm talking about 
watch a professional game, the way they deal with replay, and watch a college game, <laughs> the way they deal with replay. In college, I mean, it's like they take a straw poll among everybody. Then they ask, you know, five or six guys in Birmingham. Then they call up their uncle, ask him what he thought. I mean, I don't know who they talk to. I'm going to put you, you down for the second Wednesday in January. Okay, talk all right. about. <laughs> uh, all I got right. you penciled Fair in enough. here. Fair <laughs> enough. You pencil me in for whatever that day is, and I'm going to talk about, about the... all these conferences that last too long because I can tell you basketball games, I watch it. You can watch those guys late in the game looking at the replay. You can look at the stands and just watch people leave it. In fact, I'm going to put you down leave. for uh, first of October to do one on football. Too, well, I've so. already got the first half in right now. <laughs> So uh, you just, just warm it up. Hey, that's, that that drives me crazy. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, this would be crazy. your kind of deal. I doubt they go to the monitor much in uh, Italy. They're not going to go to the monitor much. <laughs> Refs going to have to put down their smoke to go over there and check the monitor <laughs> from what I understand the way it works in Italy. Jeez. That's going to do it for your hog update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. All right, so we got this text and from our buddy Matt Holland over at Bell Point Beverages. Razorback Bud Lights are being released this week, and I think they taste better than normal Bud Lights. <laughs> I honestly they, they do. They get I, colder. I, I honestly do. I don't know if they get colder, crisper, or whatever. But they're not only going to be in the blue customary Bud Light cans; they're also going to be in red. Now, the you last just time, taste that tradition. Yes, a hundred percent. Now, the last time I sucked down about 20 of those was watching the Auburn game where Arkansas got screwed two years ago. So, I don't – yeah, that was – 20? 20? I think he's lying. 20. Ah, come on. There was – we split it – just, just listen, y'all. I know y'all 20. can't drink as much as you used to anymore. But, yes, that was the game where I was throwing the cans after the game. It was very, very <laughs> aggravating and frustrating. But I think uh, I think I have a good, uh, good feeling about this year with these – with these cans. Well, I think I have a good one. It's good to see the Razorback back on there. And, and it's rare that you see a Bud Light in anything other than a blue can. So, Ty, did you do the post-game show after those? No, games? I did not. <laughs> I did the pre-game. If oh, I okay. Pre-game. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next with zero carbs. The crowd's into it. They just threw him out of the game. They just threw him out of the game. He's gotten his second technical and he's been thrown out of the ball game. Guys, what is the biggest amount of cliches or phrases? What are something we're going to hear during fall camp? I already got this from Jimbo and Stamps. He said, when a newcomer isn't as good as the coach's thoughts... We will hear he just needs more reps, guys. He just needs more reps. So, Clay, or excuse me, I'm sorry you say Clay. <laughs> Chuck, Tommy, what are some of the cliches that we'll hear from Coach Pittman in the next three weeks? Oh, I don't know about Coach Pittman, but I know Clay's going to say, you know, when that dog's a pup, <laughs> that's when he'll bite you. If a dog's going to bite you, 
He'll bite you when he's a pup. You hear that a lot from him. <laughs> I don't know what Coach Pittman's going to – you know, Coach Pittman's not a cliche machine. He's really not. But uh, there'll be a lot of them, I'm sure. There's always pet phrases, and there's always a term that is, a, you know, is an in vogue term. And um, Hey, did you notice he said M.A.'s a minute ago? Did you guys catch that? He said the, the uh, M.A.'s were different. Didn't say missed assignment. Said the M.A.'s were basically on the younger players. So maybe we're going to speak in – you know, <laughs> coach. What's that? Yeah, uh, that's we're not like, coach. It, it's abbreviations. Terminology. terminology. Yeah, we're going to go with abbreviations yeah. this year. Mas. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. We, you know, did you know that was missed assignments? Do you know that's what he meant by that? I did because I'm a millennial and we abbreviate everything. Do you? Apparently, yeah. I, that's the only. Reason. I imagine for a lot of our audience that went. Uh, I had to think about I, it a second. Yeah. I had to think about it a second. My first well, thought was medical assistance, <laughs> but maybe that shows my age. I'll, I'll say this. My little sister sent me a sex yesterday about SO, and it took me like five minutes to figure out that SO meant significant others. I don't know why. So I said shout out. Yeah. You know. I don't know. but no, I would have said so what? I mean, what do you mean by writing so? Dan? What do you mean? Yeah. What about what happened last year doesn't matter? Is that something we're going to hear from oh, any coach? Yeah, Kirby Smart especially. That's yeah. the one. I mean, even in Atlanta, that's all he was filled with was putting putting the past behind them. And last year, yeah, if you're covering the Georgia camp, you're going to hear that every day. Maybe like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're going to hear that morning, noon, and night. What about he added 15 pounds of good muscle? <laughs> Whoever added muscle, bad weight. I've audience. never heard a coach say, hey, Chuck, yeah. they, uh, they added about 20 of bad weight yeah. in the offseason. season." No, you don't ever hear that. I heard uh, Eric Musselman talk about this in one of the press conferences. We're 0-0 zero and zero right now. We haven't won a game with this team. Yeah. That's something that we hear. Uh, player X is turning heads. Fill in the blank. He's really turning heads this fall camp, fellas. He t- Pittman talked yesterday. Who was it? Uh, the wide receiver. that uh, Jaden Wilson. Jaden Wilson. He was asked that by, uh, I think it was Otis, that asked the question about him getting. He said, listen, no one knows who this guy is. You want to get noticed because he went like 70 yards or something on a play yesterday in practice or, love, or Friday, rather. Let's play that. Yeah. But I said, nobody knows who you are, bro. If, if you want somebody to know who you are, you got to make, you got to do what he did at practice today. That was a great, yeah. that was a great clip on his part. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, too, we were talking a minute ago about depth on the defensive line. You guys heard of Jordan Dominic? You know where he transferred from? Georgia Tech, right? That's good. That's good. I had to look it up. I'm going to be honest with you. But this is a guy that when you look at the depth chart, I mean, he's number two on the depth chart, or at least he's fighting for that number two spot. I'm sure it goes back and forth. But, you know, Jashad Stewart's a guy that's played a lot. He's a junior, in-state kid. Um, So evidently this dominant guy's pretty good. I'm anxious to see, they call him Pooh, Chris Paul, Pooh Paul. Uh, Pittman talked about him a lot last year. Didn't play a whole bunch, but he's going to back up Drew Sanders, and he may, you know, conceivably, I guess he could be interchangeable at one of those two linebacker spots. So, um, again, changing rosters. We kind of talked about this going into the top of the hour. Changing rosters, new players, um, that's what it's all about in college sports. And I promise you, those coaches, um, when they watch a player, They'd love for him to be able to help right now, but most of these guys are pretty good at projecting out where he's going to be in a couple of years. I think Paul's a guy that they've had their sight set on as being a good player from the day he walked on campus. He's not the only one, but he's one I think we'll see a lot more this year. 
Coach Pittman said either last week or the week before the the question mark, the biggest question mark of this team right now is the the defensive line, Chuck. And I I've been saying that for a while now. I think wide receivers are also a big question. What's an area that you look at and you're just you're want, you're not necessarily concerned, but you're just wondering about on this football team? Well, it's the defensive line. I, I'm I'm not trying to echo what the coach said, but I mean, um, you know, you don't have to look very deep to figure that out. I, I mean, the offensive line, you got you know, you got nothing but veterans there. I think your secondary is going to be fine on the defensive side. You know who your kicker is going to be. You know who your punter is going to be. Um, you know, you know who all your receivers are going to be, and don't leave out Isaiah Satania's name, kid out of Fayetteville. We're going to see him some, I think, too. Um, I think you know who your candidates are there. Um, you know, somebody's going to emerge as the lead guy out of that bunch, but I think we know who the you know we know who the guys are going to be in that group that uh, the two or three are going to emerge from. But for me, it's 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 clearly the defensive line. I, I don't I don't even think it's close. So, Tommy, we're 26 days out from Cincinnati. How are we feeling about that football game right now? And we're talking about, yes, they lost a lot, but this is still going to be a football team. As Arkansas, as you made a good point, no Grant Morgan, no Traylon Burks. Arkansas lost some good pieces, too. What are you feeling about the Bearcats coming oh. in week one at 2.30 and Donald W.? Now, I know Chuck just referenced a veteran line with four starters back, but no Myron Cunningham up there, and that, that points to – to the depth, but the most outside of center, the most important offensive lineman is your left tackle. I think it's easy to play the name game, and Cincinnati doesn't rise to the level, but they're they're getting there with other names. And you look at the, the returning starters they lost. Well, you know Arkansas's got starters that we just mentioned uh, that are gone too. If this game doesn't provide you a sense of urgency all this month, and and not just in August for these players, Chuck, but for the last two months, the last 60 days, when they didn't leave campus for summer, this is as good as, to me, having a conference game to begin your season. I mean, there, there's been a few rare occasions when Arkansas started off with a game like that. To me, this is exactly what this team needs if they're going to have any chance to do the work that has to go into the season with, with a sense of urgency to be ready to, to put together eight or nine wins in the regular season. You've got well, to have I a game like this. I guarantee you the coaches and the players understand what they're going up against. Absolutely. I mean, let's not be so arrogant. Let's not be so arrogant that we just act like a team that went to the college football playoff is, <laughs> well, they're, not, uh, they're beneath us. No, they're not. Yeah, they're not in the SEC. They're beneath us. Um, this team played in the college football playoff. Exactly. They were in the Final Four. Um, and, yes, they lost players. Teams lose players every year. I mean, that's just part of it. And um, Cincinnati is going to be a heck of a test. It's a heck of an opener. It's as good an opener as we've had in a while. Um, you, you know, you talk about the schedule and the seven home games. I mean, Cincinnati is going to be a very, very difficult season opener. And then you've got to turn around and you've got to play South Carolina. But more significantly, you've got to play Spencer Rattler. Um, this is a guy that was mentioned in the same breath as the Heisman Trophy not too long ago. Now, he got a little spoiled over there, and he got his feelings hurt, and he left. But he's a good player. Shane Beamer's got an offense that I think that Rattler's going to perform well in. So, guys, it is a gauntlet. I mean, we're talking about Alabama, and it will be a great game. Only if you beat Cincinnati, then you beat South Carolina, then you beat Missouri State. Then you go on through the list. You beat A&M and all that. Um, 
We beat A&M last year, manhandled them, but it hadn't gone too well before that. So here's, here's, here's the way I view it when I look at the outlook of this season. And you guys kind of touched on this, I think, in the early part of the show before I came on. When you've got a returning quarterback that the fan base believes in, and when you've got a head coach that the fan base believes in, um, that's when your excitement level ratchets up. Um, and we've got that. We've got a quarterback everybody believes in, and we've got a head coach everybody believes in. And they should. I mean, they should believe in him. A lot of reason to believe in him. But um, Cincinnati's the real deal. As fans, we can kind of, you know, uh, look down our nose, if you want to use that term, over the fact that they're not a power five. But if you're a coach or a player and you do that against this team, they're going to be 0-1. We're going to be 0-1. The Razorbacks are going to be 0-1. And all this talk that we're having right now is not going to be, you know, we're not even, we're all going to look like idiots. So but, you better go out and win that first game. Yeah, and, and but I don't think the season, I don't think the season's lost if you don't win that first no, game. No, I don't think the season's lost if you don't win that game. But I think that, again, as fans, we're looking ahead. The challenge for the coaches and the players is going to be to avoid that. I think they will. I know that this head coach and this staff are going to find a way to have their full attention. I don't have any doubt about that. Chuck, you said it last week, and this is probably the best home opener you've had since 06 against USC. I'd be hard-pressed to find a better one. This is almost a good thing for Arkansas. There's not a cupcake team that you're looking ahead to next week and you might have, because let's be honest, they looked bad against Rice last year in that opener. They looked bad, and it took them – basically three quarters to kind of figure it out. If it weren't for Jalen Catalan, who had two interceptions in that game, who knows what would have happened. So you can't have that against a college football playoff. So I don't anticipate. I could be completely wrong. I, I tend to side with you, Chuck. I don't think they're going to look past this football team, regardless if it's a Power 5 SEC opponent or not, because all you have to do is look back in December 31st last year and see – I think they played on the New Year's Eve, if I remember that right, and see where this team was playing. And that's the college football playoff. There's no, oh, uh, it's a whatever American athletic team yeah. or wherever the heck they play. It's a college football playoff team that had multiple draft picks last year that is stepping into your house week one. But the reality is, guys, there's not a power five fan base that thinks they're starting out 0-1 this year. I mean... <laughs> Cincinnati doesn't think they're exactly. starting out 0-1 and either. Exactly. I mean, everyone at this point, as far as fan bases, and, and I would presume there's a lot of inside the four walls of a program, a lot of the, the same thought and the same confidence, but everyone believes they're starting out... I mean, Alabama plays Utah State. Utah State probably doesn't think they're going to start 1-0 in, the, in their heart of hearts, but for the most part... Every fan, I mean, who's down right now thinking, oh, we're not going to win that game? Because you're either playing directional tech or you're playing a game that you think you're, you know, we got a puncher's chance here. Everybody's yeah. saying, hey, if we can get out of September 3-1, yeah. and one, if we can get out of September 4-0, oh, boy, if we could win all four games in September, mm-hmm. what a matchup that would be with so-and-so that first week of October. Everybody's saying that. I mean, that's just, that's how it works. But now here's the thing. It's nice for us to be in that conversation. Three, four years ago, we weren't saying, hey, if we get through September 3-1 and one or 4-0, and oh, we, got, we got a shot to be pretty good. I mean, it was a, it was a pipe dream. So to, uh, to be having this conversation right now is a pretty good deal. So let me ask you this. For that Cincinnati game, we were talking about sellouts earlier in hour number one. 
How many fans do we see for them? Because I would guess the majority of our fan base doesn't know who their head coach is, which is fine. Doesn't matter. SEC, they probably do, and most they. I bet you our fan base could name most SEC football coaches. But Luke Fickle isn't exactly a mainstay in this part of the country. So that being said, even though it is a team that participated in the college football playoff last year, it's still not the likes of a blue blood coming in week one. How many fans do we see show up for that matchup? To kick off the season, are we passing seventy two? We not make seventy. I think. What, what, what are we looking at? I mean, it is Labor Day weekend, but I think when you buy season tickets, you make that investment. You write your check to the foundation. You've went through, you know, meeting all the financial deadlines. You didn't buy tickets not to go to the home opener. So, I mean, that last weekend at the lake uh, is probably going to happen at the end of August rather than the end of September or later on in September. I, I think you're going to have a big crowd there. Now, you know. One thing you don't know, and one thing they don't tell you, is exactly how many tickets they've sold. And Chuck, I don't know that Cincinnati brings a huge following on the road. They don't have a national fan base, but I think you'll have a a, a crowd around seventy thousand for that one. I think they'll be over seventy. Cincinnati's a made-for-TV team. They're not a team with a lot of uh, uh, you know. They're not going to bring five, six thousand people. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, it's not in their blood, so to speak. As the as 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 the old slogan goes, it just means more here. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're going to travel like that, but I think there's going to be over seventy thousand. It'll be hot Labor Day weekend. Um, you know, there's going to be there's going to be families out there. There's going to be guys who just you know their wife's going to say we're going to the lake and that's where you're going. And, and <laughs> that's just kind of how it works. I understand all that, but um, I think there's going to be over seventy. I, I think that. I think it'll be closer to 75 than 70. How about that? Okay. Well, that kind of like we were ranking, she's a 10 but doesn't like racebacks divorce. <laughs> she's a 10, but she's making go making you go to the lake. Well, Chuck said a 10 a 10. Still a 10. Still a 10. I'm going to go 8 and a half. Here's another question. That, yeah, because she'll look good at the lake is exactly uh, right. That's a good point. Here's another question I think presents itself. You guys were talking about fan bases that travel well and – college football venues that we all want to see. Is Donald W. moving up? Is Northwest Arkansas becoming a place that the average LSU fan, the average <laughs> Georgia fan, the SEC, Cincinnati, it's like, you know what? I've never been in Northwest Arkansas. I've heard about Walmart. I've heard about what's going on. Is that something that fans outside of this state will actually yeah. come to see that haven't been here? Yeah, I- Chuck, I can only imagine the the throngs of LSU fans that can't wait to go to Crystal Bridges. I mean, and get cultured. I mean, can't you imagine? Yeah, let's go up there to that, uh, that that momentary thing there at, uh, <laughs> near Crystal Bridges. You know, <laughs> just imagine the uh, I know, I, the culturing no, of the LSU no, fan in Northwest Arkansas. No, no you're right. And, you know, I mean the Alabama people. But uh, um, you know, here's 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 the thing. Um, it's for everybody else. It's the longest trip. For most of the other, you know, for everybody in our division, it's the longest trip. I mean, if an Alabama fan wants to go see Alabama play Mississippi State, they drive an hour and a half. Um, you know, it's easy. Uh, it's harder to get here. People generally fly when they do, and some of them drive, but most of them fly. What I've noticed is as you travel around since, uh, since Coach Pittman's been here, and even some before that, you'll hear people say, I've never been to Fayetteville. I've always wanted to go. I hear it's real pretty. Here you all have nice facilities. And um, more and more over the last two or three years, 
four or five maybe, um, people have started to travel to Fayetteville, travel to Northwest Arkansas. There is more to do in Northwest Arkansas away from the game than there is in some of these SEC towns. I mean, Auburn's tiny. Tuscaloosa is not a cultural mecca. Uh, Baton Rouge is crowded and, di- crowded and dirty. Um, you know, some of these venues around the league are not really all that pleasant beyond the football and the athletic facilities and what goes on Saturday. Um, but I think more are coming. My experience has been a lot of people are saying now, I'm going to try to get up there. Yeah. Um, whereas maybe they didn't before. Hot Take Monday is brought to you by Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. The best brands, the best prices, and a lifetime warranty at Wheels RV. Five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, discover with Wheels RV. The thing is, with Texas and OU joining the league in a couple of years, that's going to change the dynamics of at least one one more home game a year. Uh, it'd be interesting. Hopefully, they the schedule falls where you play at least one of those two teams. But Chuck, I think the the, the home stadium dynamics will change with OU being a few hours away, and just the fact that Texas is Texas, and they're going to get better at some point being in the SEC. That's going to change some things, at least for for one home game. I'll tell you when the time comes that Arkansas plays Oklahoma. In Razorback Stadium, there'll be more opposing fans at that game than probably any game the Razorbacks have played at home before. Um, they'll fight for tickets, and there'll be OU people there. It won't be quite that way for Texas, but it'll be that way for OU because they live here, mm-hmm. and they know how to get tickets. If you're a Texas fan living in Austin, chances are you know, you're not going to be able to get tickets. You don't know how to maneuver. You don't have friends at work. You don't have a guy that knows a guy. And, and you don't have – so I'll, get, I'll give you my two tickets, but don't be wearing all that Sooner stuff. Don't be embarrassing me. <laughs> all that Sooner um, bleep. That, 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 uh, that stuff's not going to happen with the Texas people. But it'll happen with the Oklahoma people because they're already here. It's just a matter of are they going to, uh, you know, are they going to be able to get tickets and go to the game. 877-377-6963. If you want to jump in on this conversation, Chuck Barrett, Tommy Kraft, Ty Richardson, taking you through a hot take Monday. Chuck, what's the game this year that has the most visiting fans? You mentioned the Oklahoma series. That Alabama. Will, you think Alabama. So? Yeah, Alabama. They, uh, uh, that one's easy. They'll, uh, they'll travel the most and travel the best. and um, they're, a, uh, they're a regional team. In terms of geography, mm-hmm. everybody in our league hates them. But they're a national team from the standpoint of um, you've got front runners that are Alabama fans. Um, and, you know, the next team that's, you know, the dynasty, they'll be a fan of them. So you'll have some, you know, you'll have some Alabama fans there that aren't from Alabama, but you'll have a lot of Alabama people that will make the trip. That's going to be a fun game. I'm trying to – I know we as radio hosts can look forward and look ahead, but I'm doing my best to not look past Cincinnati as much as well, possible. Well, let me say this. Texas A&M, and I, you know, you're going to pick on these guys a lot because I don't really care for them. But, um, you know, they focus so much on beating Alabama. And, look, you get a lot of mileage out of beating Alabama. You get a lot of mileage as a program out of beating Alabama. But I've said it a thousand times. They lost at home the week before to Mississippi State. That's not a championship program. That's a program that has put so much emphasis, or at least last year, on beating Alabama 
that four other times they got beat. So if you're gonna if you're gonna be where you want to be, if you're gonna compete for championships, you got to win every week. And I know that's you know that's a mouthful, but you deal with Alabama when you get there. You deal with South Carolina when you get there. Um, and I know that's cliche-ish, and people don't like hearing it. Sometimes it spoils the party. But um, you better take care of your business because I promise you you're going to play somebody that thinks they're going to kick your butt. You look at Arkansas' schedule and where Texas A&M falls in that point of the schedule. They play Miami the week before they play Arkansas. I don't remember who – I don't know if Mississippi State falls that up as well. But – A&M is going to be looking ahead to the Alabama game, and Alabama is likely going to be looking ahead to that A&M game. And I just don't understand, Chuck, you kind of went in on it last week, and I was ticked off at SEC media days. This team has still not had a quarterback outside of Kellen Mond, who Jimbo did not recruit since he's been on that campus. The last good quarterback he's had is Jameis Winston. It makes no sense to me why he's still given the quarterback guru title with really nothing to back it up. Well, when you coach a once-in-a-lifetime guy, sometimes you get the benefit of the doubt. That's 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 kind of what happened when he uh, uh, when he had Jameis Winston. You know, everybody's got somebody on their schedule. Um, you know, we play Alabama the week after we play Texas A&M. Nobody's going to be looking ahead. I I think that looking ahead stuff sometimes overrated. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Let's circle back to where we touched on in hour number one and a little bit hour number two this this idea of a sellout and i mentioned alabama being not what i thought was the only likely possibility do we need to clarify what a sellout is do you consider well, a sellout 76 or is it standing room at 80? i think chuck you summed it up better i mean every east indoor club which are oftentimes the last to, to fully sell every upper deck corner seat i mean a, a a pair of cheeks at every seat to me is a sellout where they're selling standing room only tickets that, that's what I'm talking about. That's going to be hard to do. It's going to be hard to sell every indoor club seat on that east side. That's 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 always been where it, uh, you know, where you've where you've got some empties. Those are expensive seats. Number one, uh, they've just never really been able to fill those up. I, I I don't know honestly if you'll ever see a game where every indoor seat is filled and every outdoor seat is filled. I do think though that. You know, there's the potential to certainly fill up everyone that's outside. Um, 
I think there's certainly that. This is a schedule that, you know, if they do well, I think there's probably, we've talked about it some already, I think there's going to be a game or two in there where um, uh, where you may fill this thing up. I mean, you know, we may get to LSU in November, and there may be an awful lot on the line in that game. Who knows? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great schedule. Whether or not you're going to fill every seat, I don't know. But I do think there's going to be a lot of eyeballs watching the Razorbacks play this year from coast to coast. I think you summed it up earlier in the show, right, Ty, that it feels like that the best chances with Alabama and a 4-0 start for each team and a top-10 matchup and basically the eyes of college football being on Fayetteville, Arkansas. That That's your best chance to, to have the pinnacle crown. I was disappointed that Texas wasn't larger. I think it's ninth largest in stadium history. Right. And it was a great crowd. Don't don't mishear what I'm saying. It was a that was as good an atmosphere and we know what happened at the end. They you, you stormed the field. Um that was as good as as we've seen in that stadium since Alabama in twenty ten and it still wasn't to the level. Now, I'll tell you, that makes me question a little bit of the counting methods going back 10 or 15 or, or more years to some of the larger crowds. But um, how do you top that? I, to me, you don't probably top that till Texas and OU are in your league. Because well, I, I think OU, when they come in, is going to bring something that we haven't seen before at, at, in Fayetteville. I think the first time they play Oklahoma in Fayetteville, if both teams are good, I think that'll be the largest crowd they've ever had in that stadium. I agree. Um because Oklahoma will bring more people. Uh, there'll be more Oklahoma people sitting in Arkansas sections than there will be in uh, probably any any SEC game. Um, but, you know, here's the one thing that I will say. At the end of that game last year when they beat Texas and everybody was out there on the field running around and, or doing whatever they were doing, I don't think anybody turned to the guy next to him and said, yeah, but, you know, the place is not really full tonight. No. Um I don't think anybody was doing that. And and I don't know if there's ever going to be a game where, again, every indoor seat's full, filled, occupied. But um, I think there's going to be a lot of times you're going to look around and you're going to say, wow, there's a lot of people in here. You've seen that with Baum Walker Stadium. You've seen that with Bubble Walton Arena, which I think there's been, I mean, when they're, didn't they announce 20-something thousand for... Auburn, or was that the Kentucky game where there one was the other, but, more? Yeah. And they counted, I think, the concession workers and and kind of the stadium staff workers, and because it was like I think it was twenty thousand three hundred. Well, or now something. let me say this, guys. I was around back in the nineties. I was around. Um, the Auburn crowd and the Kentucky crowd were both huge crowds. I don't care what the numbers say at the end of the night. Um, I've seen more people in the arena than I saw both those games, uh, and that's no disrespect to the crowds. I'm just saying that, um, yeah, counting methods are different. There's no doubt about it. But um, the largest crowds in Bud Walton Arena were in the 90s. Um, they've approached it a couple of times here, but, but, but they've not gotten there. I hope they do. I think they can. It's different now. Tickets were 8 bucks a pot back then. That's the biggest difference. That's the biggest difference in attendance now and then in football, basketball, everything. Pick your sport. That's the difference in attendance now is the tickets cost more. It's more of a uh, – it's a financial burden now to go to games unless you have a lot of disposable income. People have to pick and choose. Uh, it's hard to afford to go to seven games. Virtually impossible for, a, for most people in our state, to be real honest about it. Um, so there's a lot of different factors that go into it. 
Let's take some calls on this, 877-377-6963, if you want to hop on with us via call, via text. Let's go up to Benville, Arkansas, and welcome in Woods. Woods, you've got some thoughts on this schedule this upcoming fall. I do, but I also wanted to say, hey, uh, I'm glad you're still alive after wanting to get into the fight. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, you ought to see the other guy, Woods. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's embarrassed walking into work today. They had a baseball fight. Yeah, right. you know, they I shoved. Did, did. They had a baseball fight. They just shoved, you right. know. And then, ah, yeah, you're lucky that guy's holding me back. Yeah. Some, right. Hold me back. Some, there was some finger pointing at the next yeah, level. That's right. Yeah. It was there's no evidence. We obviously know there's no, there's no evidence. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and Ty, I'll also give you some advice as an older man. Um, find you a woman that will go and buy you a Hooten's magazine and a Phil Spill magazine <laughs> without you telling her to when she goes grocery shopping. Wow. That's when you know you've made it. That's a well, keeper right there. Yeah. Does, does that so woman exist, Woods? Is that woman out there? Is that a unicorn? I think he's saying that's, he's married to her. Well, what he's saying. I'm married to her. You got a unicorn. She did that for me this weekend, wow. which is why I called. Yeah, I, I'm. Oh, I'm the luckiest man on earth. Uh, but I call you. You guys were talking about the schedule, the Cincinnati game, and Preak is a really good coach, and that's never going to be easy. But you're right, Chuck. The the second game, the South Carolina game, I think um, Spencer Rattler has a lot to prove because his ego was extremely dented. Uh, happened to transfer out and so he might have worked harder you know now than he's probably ever worked in his life because he's never been beat out of the job so that one scares me to death um and then also uh, you guys were talking about the defense and i don't you said you're you're okay with the secondary but outside of catalan that worries me and i just want to know why you would you say that Woods, well, appreciate the call. I think I think on the secondary, where, where I stand on the secondary linebackers is you have an All-American safety in Jalen Catalan. You have an All-SEC linebacker and maybe a potential All-American in, in Bumper Pool. The secondary, to me, is less of a question mark than the defensive line. I'm not exactly 100% sold on it, but guys, I feel more assured about the back end than I do on the front end of that defense. Is that fair for me to think that way? I think we got good players on the back end. I think you got a lot of experience back there. And I think there's some good young players. Um, I think they've recruited well in that spot. I think Jaden Johnson, um, sophomore this year, he's going to play nickel primarily, I would guess. Um, he's a really good player. Um, you know, Brenny's a, Brenny's a transfer guy from Georgia. He's played a lot, played in big moments. Um, Catalan's fine. I think Bishop's pretty good. And uh, the kid from LSU, I guess, McLaughlin. Uh, I don't know if he's going to back him up or if he's going to win the job. Slusher's a guy that they've had to find a spot for. They've just had to find a spot for Miles Slusher to play. And um, I think he's, he's, he's going to be the boundary safety. I think he'll end up being the starter there. Um, Clark Chavis at the other spot. Um, you know, again, I think when you look at the secondary, you've got guys back there who have played. Now, it's a team game. And if you don't put any pressure on the quarterback or you don't stop the run, I can promise you that secondary is not going to be very good. 
but if you can stop the run, put a little pressure on the quarterback, you've got guys back there who know the game, who've been around the block, and I think you can have some success with those guys. Let's go back to the phone lines and welcome in the Oklahoma kid. I would guess the Oklahoma kid, you want to talk about your Sooners, just making a Hello? educated guess. Hello? Hello? Yeah, you're on Oklahoma Hello? kid. Go ahead. Yes, I want to. Uh, Chuck Barrett, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I've known you for 30 years from Clarksville High School. Back in 1980, played a little ball back in the day with Joe Perry, Kent Douglas, David Reeves, that great group. I was the fifth cog in that group. I remember that and, group. Uh, that was a good team. That was a pretty good little team. <laughs> but all I want to say, I think your Hogs are going to have a really, really good season, and I'm excited. I don't promise them to the conference. Uh, we highly respect the Razorbacks. You know, if you look at coaching trees, Arkansas, if you look, go back to Coach Burrell, all the coaches that came out of that tree, it affected every probably every major college football program in the country. I just think that they're, they're underestimating you guys. I think you're really, really going to be good on offense. And as long as you've got a guy like Tamlon on there, you're going to you're going to be in every game you play this year. i got y'all winning 10 games. So I uh, want to say good luck to y'all, and I can't wait to get over there. When we do get over there, Find me a good barbecue place. We'll go out and have some barbecue. <laughs> you got it. I appreciate you calling. Hey, Thanks. Oklahoma kid, real quick. Was Chuck any good at baseball back in the day? Chuck, Chuck was good at everything he did. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> hey, that's a homeboy right there now. Taking that's care homeboy. of his own right that's there. That's a homeboy. That's a, that's a Panther. Clarksville Panthers. Yes, right? that's Panthers. A, that's a Car- Panthers. Yes, sir. That's a Panther. I was such a good athlete, I'm working in radio now. How about that? <laughs> Hey, you know what? You know what? I, I, I tell you this. Uh, there were some good times back there, and, uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of cell phones and stuff, but we had to play sports. We had to go out there and do stuff like that. So, you know, we didn't have rabbit ears and five channels all we had, so we had to go play something. So, yeah. it's good talking to you, Chuck. And, uh, like I said, I've got your hogs. They're, they're underestimating you guys. I think you're really, really, really good. Thanks for the call, Oklahoma kid. I can just, Tommy, can't you just picture Chuck? As the homecoming king, three sport, four sport athlete, is <laughs> no. walking. Actually, down. no, I can't. No. I can assure you that was not the picture. Any, if uh, you you have a jaded view, if you think that, I promise you. So uh, it's always good to hear though from your from your hometown people though. So well, and you know, here's the thing, and and Oklahoma fans, they're not going to admit it maybe as freely as he did. But Oklahoma fans are looking forward to this. They're looking forward to playing Arkansas. They think they're better than us. Yeah, they're a little scared, though, too. They think they're a little scared. Did you hear the condescension in his voice? (laughs) I think think y'all are going to be good this year. I think y'all are going to be better than people think. That's how they view it. uh, But they don't think we're as good as they are. And so I'm looking forward to playing those guys. Been in that stadium once, Gaylord Memorial, Oklahoma Stadium, watched Baylor get just destroyed. You mentioned how many fans are going to make their way to Fayetteville. I'm going to make my win at Norman. I mean, that's two and a half yeah. hours from me. I mean, it's three the, hours from Fayetteville. I mean, it's right there. Hey, the, the one time I've been over there, and this has been 20 years ago, Alabama played at Oklahoma. It's probably 02, maybe 03, somewhere right in there, and went over for an Alabama OU game. And it was, I mean, it, that that's as big time as it gets right there. It's two thirty game, ABC probably Musburger was. I don't know who was up. Didn't I was at the. That's as big time an atmosphere as you're going to attend right there. Mm-hmm. And that's 
That's what this yeah. league's going to be filled with. They, I think they hosted Nebraska last year. That was a huge game, and they're going to Lincoln, if I remember that right, this year for their schedule. But when Arkansas – now, do you want to play – let me ask you this. You've got to play Texas in 2021. Do you want to – in 2025, if you only got to play one, guys, you want to play Texas or Oklahoma first at home? You're going to be sooner than that, number one. But um, – You think? Yeah. I'd rather play Oklahoma. 25 might be the best set of season tickets you'll ever have. Because if you get OU or Texas, I don't think it matters either one. You're also going to have Notre Dame on the schedule. Great point. And I don't know. Let's see. I, well, we don't know what how the rotations work. You could have. You could potentially have like Alabama, Notre Dame, and either Texas or OU maybe on your schedule. You know, well, a great set of season tickets, Chuck. Man. That's, that's, that's the appeal of super conferences. Mm-hmm. And that's why with all this consolidation um, – it's not realignment now. It's consolidation. And with all this consolidation, I've maintained all along, this is going to be every Saturday for fans is going to be just unbelievably awesome. You're going to have so many great games out there, games that excite you. Going that That's, that's the benefit for fans of consolidation. Now, there's a lot of areas for the – for the schools and particularly the coaches. Let's, you know, one thing we're going to have to get into at some point is what's it like coaching a kid now who's got half a million dollars <laughs> coming into his bank account as opposed to a guy that was playing for a scholarship before. I promise you the psychology is different, but uh, that's a different subject for a different day. Absolutely. Brought to you by APAC Arcola and Standard Materials Group. They have immediate openings right now for ready mix drivers, folks to join them in their quarry, folks to join them in maintenance, all kinds of openings and opportunities with Standard Materials Group and APAC Arcola. Go to jobs.crh.com. You can find out more about the great pay, the benefits, the wonderful team environment. My brother's worked there for 15 years or more. I mean, this is this is an awesome place. They contribute to your 401k. There's profit sharing at the end of the year. Uh, this is the kind of company you've probably been searching out and probably can live up to the promises your current boss is not making happen. Jobs.crh.com. Again, that's jobs.crh.com. APAC Arcola and Standard Materials Group. They are equal opportunity employers. Chuck, I know that you had a great weekend in St. Louis, and I know that for all you Cardinals fans listening right now, this was a a pretty sentimental moment. And the 0-2 pitch. Hit number 1,000 at Busch Stadium for Yadier Molina. Molina with 1,000 hits at Busch Stadium 3. The all-time leader in hits at Busch Stadium 3, and that's number 1,000. The second catcher with 1,000 hits in a single stadium. Yogi Berra, Yankee Stadium, Yadier Molina, Busch Stadium. You sweep the Yankees. You move to first place in the NL Central. You've won six straight games. That's a... It's a positive feeling right now for Cardinals fans. They're better than they were. You know, they've uh, both these pitchers that they got at the deadline, the two left-handers have pitched well in their first start. They got a shot to win that division. Now, you know, they're still 15 games back of the Dodgers. You know, so um, I don't think they're a – I still don't think they're a threat to go to the World Series, frankly, but they were good this weekend, and it was fun. There were a lot of people from Arkansas up there. There were a lot of people. Anybody who's got any kind of social media account knows that. Yeah. I mean, they were everywhere up there. And uh, um, But that's how it is when the Cardinals are good. When the Cardinals have a good series and they're a good team, there's people from Arkansas all over the place up there. And, and what, what shouldn't get lost in all this, 
the Yankees had the second best record in baseball behind they the Dodgers do. coming into the weekend. Right. 70 wins leading the weekend, which I, they got zero over the weekend. But the Cardinals weren't supposed to make this happen. Sure, they may have won well, a game or two, but to sweep the Yankees, that's not what the numbers said should have happened. Well, this is the regular season, and, and this is the difference in baseball and other sports. Um, as much as I hate to say it, I don't know that what happened this past weekend is going to matter at all when we get to October. Um, might, might not. Who knows? Put you in the division lead, though. The Cardinals have won seven straight. I think the Yankees have now lost maybe, what, four or five in a row. It's a game of streaks. Uh, Cards are on a run right now. Yankees are in a little bit of a lull. Um, but the Cards are two games up on Milwaukee. I, I'm mm-hmm. cautiously optimistic. Uh, you know, and I think Cardinal fans know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm stoked that they're playing well right now. Um, but I still got a lot of questions. To put it in perspective, the um, for those that are kind of like me that don't follow baseball on the, on the daily, uh, the Dodgers have 75 wins and have the most wins in baseball. The Yankees are right behind them at 70. The Cardinals lead the Central with 60 wins right now. So there's and a bit of a gap. Let me say this, too. Let me, uh, let me throw this out. I think that right now the numbers – between the good and the bad teams. It wouldn't surprise me in the tanking era. You may have a team win 110, 115 games. Um, The difference between the good and the bad in Major League Baseball has never been – the chasm's never been wider. Um, I'll submit to you that because half the teams in the league tank right now, I think the stats are as skewed now as they were in the height of the steroid era. I think the stat now – obviously, they're skewed by different things – but I think they're just as skewed because half the teams out there aren't even trying. Yeah. Should also note that the Mets and the Astros both uh, have 70 wins each. So uh, Houston's the best team out there, so. I think. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today, anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.